0: Yeah, I don't like, I don't like, it even goes into like my idea of like why I prefer anchors over roots, because roots are super, super permanent. Whereas like an anchor, it's permanent, but it's like just even that like method, my language, it's permanent, but you can still pick it up and go somewhere else.
1: So maybe like the anch- roots are, roots are permanent and anchors are stable. But yeah. I mean, uh, permanent means things sense. That they- Welcome back to TCK Care the Podcast, where we bring stories, strategies, and support to third culture kids all around the world and all walks of life. That was where we left off last week in my conversation with my friend John Walltower in our discussion of setting anchor as TCKs, and this is where we are now.
0: Yeah, which means I definitely have a lot more work I need to do in my... Ever-growing theology of home and roots, because, and that's just something that's like even coming through. Is just as I I've studied the Bible and this idea that everything, all throughout Scripture, all throughout blessing, it comes with a specific land and a specific place. And there's always like roots. Um, I had a professor tell me, wandering is never associated with blessing in the Bible. Cain was mm-hmm. cursed to not have a home. Yeah. Um, Israel wandered in the desert. Abraham wandered through and Abraham wanted his biggest, the biggest thing to tell him is like, he never set up roots, but he was looking forward to a city with foundations built by God. Same with Jacob. Um, Cain actually disobeyed God by creating a city and settling down. Yeah. And so there's definitely something very spiritual. And I mean, every, if you talk to any TCK, like this craving for home and like all these constant things that we talk about a lot in our podcasts. Um, there's definitely something very spiritual and like otherworldly about this idea of home and like consistency and where you are. Um,
1: Yeah. Another, another thing that comes to mind with anchors is that, um, you know, some, some anchors you can pick up and move with you. um, And then some anchors like really do belong in a certain place. And so you have to like, when it's time to move on, you have to cut them and Mm. to build a new anchor later. Relationship is something that stands out in that you can sort of maintain relationships um, after you move, but it's not the same thing. It's mm-hmm. not like being with someone. And so I feel like that's one that's one anchor that is um, significant uh, for anyone. I mean, relationship is the stuff of life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you move and uh, leave behind relationships, you have to cut that anchor. And I think that can be a really hard thing. And then it's not that you don't have relationships anymore. It's just that you have to build new ones. And it takes time. It takes mm-hmm. so much time to build the same kind of relationships, um, that you have after being in one place for a particular period of time. But I think for me, um, that's one of the things that I look forward to the most. Um, I, uh, I feel like I know a lot of people and a lot of people know me, uh, but being known is not the same thing mm. as being known in the context of a relationship and the security of um, stability and um, knowing that someone has set their anchors. I've seen you know a lot of people in the international community um with with anchors halfway down so to speak like I'm only here for a couple of years and because of that like we're just we're just not going to have a connection because you know I'm moving through and you're moving through or maybe you're not moving through but I am anyways whatever you know and so people really don't connect and I think that like um for me that's been one of the biggest driving forces in um setting anchor in um in the Portland area just that um relationships are just so much more rich, um, and meaningful. And, um, community support means something entirely different when you have a community and they know you and, um, they trust you, um, and you can trust them. Um, so, and yeah, I would say that's, that's, that's my takeaway on this whole anchors discussion. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes there, sometimes you set anchors, um, for a while, sometimes you set anchors that you can never you can never pull back you have to cut them when you leave um but there is um i think you know from one t c k to another um I hear you when it comes to <laughs> the um claustrophobia quote unquote um of being in one place I think that's um that can be a really scary thing, especially for people who have moved around a lot and like if that's your equilibrium, then you're definitely like um, you're definitely upsetting the equilibrium by, um, setting anchors of any sort. And so life is just, life is just different and that can be a very scary thing, but there's a lot of beauty that comes with that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in that, um, that you can kind of take to the bank, um, when you need to. So,
0: yeah, I have, a uh, my best friend from college, he, uh, he would consider himself a TCK. Uh, he grew up in Hungary, but kind of moved around a lot throughout that aspect of his, spent some time in Macedonia, lived in the US kind of thing. He just recently got married and we went, oh, spent New Year's with him and his wife. And just there, he's in Chicago. They're going to be in Chicago for a while. He has a really solid job. Uh, they're basically, so their plan is they want to be missionaries in Greece. That's their whole plan. They're going to work with Gems, So they're getting him. Uh, citizenship, and then they're going to move to Greece, essentially. Uh, so even in their stability, they know they're not going to be there for a while, you know, they're not, they're going to be gone in like two, three years. Uh, yeah. So but at the same time, like they're super involved in the church. And they have such strong community that was built over four years of them being in college. And then they have the same college community. And they started going to a church together, and they have a strong church community. And then they got kind of, rocked with a major thing and they just kind of uh had that anchor, like you said that anchor of relationship the anchor of community to hold on to and even as you're talking like it's interesting because like there here's here's an anchor that they know they'll have to cut ties with like all of the like their their small group that they are close friends with now all of that will will be gone when they move to greece and uh their church will not be their church anymore when they move to greece and their work community will not be their community anymore when they go to Greece but that's not necessarily stopping them and at the time when they've needed it people have been there uh, which is which is great and which is cool and I've seen that a little bit in my life I have a small group of friends from high school that I've stayed in contact with uh, since college they were the people that like I actually cared about meeting when I came home from college Uh, (laughs) and like I know they'll still be there, and like even one of us has moved to Cl- moved to Columbus, but we still kind of hang out a lot. And then once I move to Cleveland, like it'll still be all of us hanging out together and stuff. And I know the and so though that's that's to some extent a route that even in this move to transitioning to a new city into a place where I know literally nobody. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, you know, I'm excited for this difference, but I also like I'm terrified of the lack of consistency, and it's all these yeah. paradoxes.
1: And this kind of, um, brings to light something else is that, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambivalence, um, that comes with, um, so many important things in life. Mm. Um, totally normal to feel it, right? Like moving into something possibly really singularly beautiful, of building a community and having a long-term home and taking a major step forward in your career. Um, And yet even in that, like, you know, there can be some ambivalence and that's completely normal that uh, maybe you're giving something up to get that and maybe Mm. letting go of things and um, closing some chapters or putting yourself in a vulnerable situation like um, ambivalence, hashtag real life, hashtag normal.
0: (laughs) Ambivalence, that's a great word that you don't hear very often at all. I like that a lot
1: maybe I'm going to start using that more just to bring it back when people are like, how are you doing? I'm, like, I, you know, I'm doing it relatively ambivalent. Thanks for asking though. How about
0: you? I don't know if that'd be, I'm fairly <laughs> apathetic towards life at this point. Uh- <laughs> uh,
1: I'm still working on my con- conversational skills and to be honest. So maybe, sure, maybe not that one.
0: <laughs> I'm sure this whole quarantine thing isn't helping. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: uh- I'm on social media. I don't know why my social skills aren't improving.
0: My favorite, uh, my favorite thing, post quarantine is like introverts. Make sure to check in with your extroverted friends because we are not doing okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and I think all of this, like, idea of anchor and like thought and like spiritual practice, that I've come in uh, has kind of culminated in uh, for um, for my wife's birthday. We both got tattoos um, for stuff. And she had a very specific reason for why she wanted to get her tattoo has to do with her story and things like that. And I've thought a lot about this idea of like, what would I get as a tattoo? What does it look like? And uh, just uh, what do I need kind of, what do I need reminded of? And there's throughout stages like, oh, if I were to get my, get something tattooed, it'd be this, or it'd be this Bible verse, or it'd be this. I kind of started moving away from Bible verses once I heard a wrist, um, wrist, ta- wrist Bible verse tattoo in a country song and that's how I knew how cliche uh, wrist Bible verse tattoos were. Uh, once it's in a country song, you know it's no longer cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, I, so I was like what's a good travel symbol kind of thing and as I was looking on Pinterest, I found this one. It's a compass um, and then the, southern, the south spike turns into an anchor at the end so it's a compass at the top and then it moves down into an anchor. Uh, And I just really like that as like a symbol of, I guess, TCKness, and this idea of, uh, and so I got it, but uh, so this idea of like you have an anchor and you have a route and you have a stationary place, but you're still open to travel and you're still outwardly looking and you're still um, global minded and interested in the world but there is a specific place and a route and um, a closing. So do you think that you've definitely set anchors in Portland and you'll be there for a while?
1: You know, that's difficult to say. Like, how do you, uh, maybe this gets into like another episode for another day, but how do you measure your anchors? Like how deep they've gone? Um, I feel like it may still be holding on. but at the same time, yeah, I think I've I think I've set anchors, and I think that my community is um, I've got community, so there's that. Um, I can change things up to a certain extent, like you were talking about how you know you'll be there, and you may move par- apartments or something. I feel like you know there are little things. Maybe we're not going to move anytime soon, but there are little things about my community that I can change up enough so that I don't get too um, uh, stir crazy, I suppose. Uh, and so I think I have set anchors. I mean like I know I have I'm committed to being in this um, in grad school for another um, couple of years, uh, so there's that. <clears throat> and then like I'm sort of networking and moving towards um, having a career after that, and mm-hmm. is another big anchor also. Um, the community, the, the people that are around us have been um, incredibly supportive um, and um, loving and stuff like that, and the Portland, the Portland area, it just has a very, a very fascinating, beautiful uh, culture vibe, that sort of thing. So we really enjoy being here. Um, I will confess that I do um, probably at least once a week um, seriously consider moving. I think you know, oh well, it wouldn't be so bad to move like a couple hours away. Like I could still do grad school and drive in a couple hours, um, since classes only happen once a week. Like that wouldn't be so terrible. And property is cheaper in other parts of the state and stuff like that. So I probably do seriously consider (laughs) moving about once a week. So have I really set anchors if I'm still fantasizing about moving? Maybe not. Um, But I feel like I am fully connected to the people that I'm connected to here. And I fully intend to stay. And I genuinely hope that that happens, that I can make that a reality. Um, and I feel pretty good about the fact that we've been here for what, two, two years now or something like that. And I'm not, um, I'm not overly stir crazy. I think, you know, my wife and I sat down and figured out that we had, we had only lived in, um, lived in a place for one year at a time for the last, I want to say six or seven years. And so, um, to be in a place for two years is like significant. Um, and then I'm, like I said, I'm looking at, um, Finishing grad school in a couple of years from now, and so it's going to be a couple more. And so, yeah, I do, I do feel like I have anchors. That's a little bit unsettling sometimes, um, but also like I'm trying to lean into the fact that like there's something beautiful and value about valuable about um, having community in a context and a home, so to speak. And um, so, kind of taking it, uh, yeah, taking it, ten minutes at a time.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's something that even in this idea of like I'll be somewhere for for like five years ish is like we're not and is just like you know we'll be living in apartments. So there's a possibility that we'll be moving locations throughout that five years, which still brings me a little bit of comfort. Um, one thing as you're talking is interesting. Uh, I think it'll it's interesting to t- think about the fact that anchors are like p- different people have different anchors. I guess like I know for me like home is like a big deal for me. And like, uh, that I would consider is a very strong anchor, but we have some friends who bought a house and their whole thing is, um, this is good for our first house. Like it's this idea of like a first house. So to them, homeownership is transitory and it's not like a, like I would consider homeownership like one of those anchors that you can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you break off cause, um, And I personally think my, my view is the superior view, but um, (laughs) but, like I get this idea that like, you know, you're building wealth and everything and you can always move on to something bigger, better, different or whatever. But it's still like, I've seen enough people try to sell their house to know that it's, it takes a little bit out of you when you um, have to leave. But yeah, anchors are different to different people. Uh, But I think there are, I mean, definitely community and relationship. Are definitely two things that um, are very strong anchors, and mm-hmm. even if you interview enough TCks, those are the two commonalities: is um, a lack of a community anchor and a lack of relation- relationship anchor, and right. those are the two major problems of being there.
1: Oh, I was going to just add, you know, I uh, perhaps uh, I, I feel like I get passionate and sometimes come across strong on one in one direction. And I wanted to say, I do believe that there's a, there's a place for seasonal friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that like relational anchors have to necessarily be like your local community. I can see a lot of value in knowing knowing people and having good relationships with people in a lot of different places. And I have friends who are like, oh, we're going to go ha- have friends. Uh, we're going to go, you know, on a trip or camping or uh, hang out with our friends who live in this other state because we do that every once in a while. And so there's that kind of relationship too. Um, and I feel like as TCKs, we're all probably, we've all probably got people in our lives like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to like, I, uh, if you listen to this, I don't, wanna, don't want you to think that I'm downplaying having friends in multiple places. I just think um, that needs to be balanced by having uh, some close relationships in one place, you know, your place.
0: So yeah. I had a professor who talked about, he was like, just because I overplay one, two things are a dichotomy. Just because I overplay I overplay one because you're used to the other. And so I, in order to get you out of being used to the other, I have to overplay the other one. I'm not saying this one is bad. I'm saying they're both equally good. You're just better at this one. And I think TCKs in general are better at having quote unquote long distance friends or those friends that like, I'll see them every year for new year's and I'll, um I'll talk to them over Facebook and uh, we'll go camp. We go camping once a month, even though we live in different States and we've been friends. like we went to international school together and like she's in Korea and I'm still here, but like, it's fine. Cause we hang out and like, I'll go visit her in Korea. But I know in my life, I've had difficulty um, having friends, like letting enough local friends in. Like it's yeah. this, uh, this idea of like, I'll let you into a point and then there's a wall because you're going to leave. So mm-hmm. I'll let you go deep, but you're still going to leave. So I won't go super deep because one of us is going to leave and I'll leave it at that. Um, and that was something I had to mentally like take part in being like, you are not leaving. You are not leaving. You are not leaving. You are not leaving. Like, I sat in my high school friends and I was like, I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: <sighs> Sounds like a really healthy mental exercise to go through if you're in that place.
0: It was. It was definitely one of the things that made me slightly more well adjusted as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. But. And I would say family is another one of those anchors that um, I think are fairly consistent as well. Um, that something else is even like family within uh, within this idea. But even something that is kind of affecting her and I's decision to stay semi here is proximity to family and closeness to family. And mm-hmm. I know that's something that I I definitely want my kids to experience differently than I experienced in their proximity to, in in their relationship with their extended family um, versus my relationship with my extended family. And I mean, you do have children. So how, I mean, and I don't think you live, do you live semi close to your family or are they kind of all around or
1: um, they're all over the place?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, and even like, I think there's also like ways to have relational, I think, also, I think MK families do a better job of, or TCK families do a better job of having like, that relational anchor outside of proximity than other people do. And that's not something I've been super worried about with my family is like I've kind of always known will be. I don't think my parents' families were prepared for one of them to leave, I should say. But I think my family is more prepared for one of us to leave. Like I'm fully expecting my sister to move to the Czech Republic or somewhere in Eastern Europe. Cause the guy she's currently dating is an MK from Eastern Europe. So I fully expect them to go there. Um, but I think, yeah, I think family is interesting cause there's some families that like proximity means relationship and there's other families where relationship overcomes proximity. But that's, I think that's definitely an anchor. You have to like figure out um, what that looks like as well. Um, yeah.
1: Relationship means a different thing for different people. And I like that you point out there's a difference between proximity and relationship. The two are mm-hmm. not, um, the two are not necessarily exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, distinct or whatever. So being in the place where you're at now, John, of looking back on your life and just being aware of your own process and your own story, and perhaps even having some sort of a narrative idea of where you're going in life and um, knowing the next right thing or whatever it is for you. Um, what would you say to other TCKs who are um, still processing their, still processing their journey and still find, still building that sense of home and that sort of thing?
0: I would say, um, I would say that uh, don't be too, don't be too bogged down into what home can mean. I think oftentimes we take a lot of stock, and you've talked about this at length. And this idea of like—that's um, my favorite part of your podcast—is like the little mini 10-minute discussion of like the idea of where are you from and how that is different for each person. Um, it's, yeah, it's, you should have like a little mini segment of like analyzing the analyzing the question because you go through that. Every, it's a—it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I'll come up with theme music for you. For <laughs> that fantastic Um. (laughs) but I think we also oftentimes get super bogged down into a definition of home or a definition of where you are from um and I would say having I mean I would say having a definition of home and an idea of home is definitely important but I would say don't get too bogged down with that because as you grow and as you change and as life changes you uh that definition and that idea will be different. Um, And that's why I love, I still love the metaphor of anchor um, because home can mean one, like home meant like home and anchors and stability meant something for me in high school that that doesn't mean for me now. And it meant something for me in college that doesn't mean for me now. Um, For me in college, home and like my anchor points was my fiance. That was like, that was it. And uh, she is what made my parents' hometown home. She is what made Ohio the state that I defended. She is what kept me from traveling all over the place and, like, you know, being exposed to all these things uh, and uh, doing some things that I guess I could have done or would have done if I had been um, single. And she was my quintessential only anchor point, really. Um, and in high school, it was. I guess the fact that I was in high school like my family relationship was my anchor and that was my point and like that's what made even the concept of moving to Chicago scary and things like that but since graduating I've realized like other anchors there are other anchors like my relationship with my high school friends is an anchor while I'm here but um, my relationship with my Chicago friends is an anchor I didn't realize I had to cut off um, mm-hmm. to some extent and that's been the thing that I've missed the most about that and um i've realized geography for me is semi an anchor as well and um getting used to a specific like getting used to a city aspect and then moving to a primarily rural area is like was the culture shock that i didn't expect when i moved back and um yeah so don't get i would say just don't get too bogged down on like at if you're still working through, if you're not quite as self-aware as I am, um, uh, because I'm better than you, no. Uh, (laughs) But if you're still like working through a lot of this, and I've had the benefit of having conversations with significantly smarter and more well-adjusted people than me to help me with this. But uh, all of that, I think is all of like, everything we're talking about is encompassed in the idea of home. Um, so I would say don't get too bogged down onto what your definition of home is where where your definition of home is and what that looks like because that can change Um, and just I would say um, continue to to try and understand yourself and figure out yourself and to adjust Um, do do the thing that we are very good at which is adjusting to things but do it internally as well I don't think I know for me I haven't I never did a really good job of internally adjusting as what I did externally adjusting and so that's something that I'm trying to work on and marriage has really brought out in me is um more I've become self I'm self-aware enough to understand this but I'm not like I haven't I never had the impetus to I guess change and being mm-hmm. married for like five six months has kind of helped show some of the things that I didn't realize sure. um So yeah, yeah, continue to internally adjust. And yeah, Mm -hmm. life happens, life changes, and it's all good.
1: Yeah, Um, I like that. um, The concept of not getting bogged down um, in like, one particular definition of home, but being open to um, being open to exploring the different avenues of what that might mean, uh, what what that might mean for you in your particular context at a particular time. Um, I think that Anchors are important. Home, um, having a sense of home is important. But um, yeah, it can definitely look like different things for different people. And there are different seasons of life, right? We go through seasons where everything's in everything's in turmoil and everything is changing. And um, just having a concept of like what home means for you, whether it's those significant relationships, albeit long distance, um, or whether that's the geography, um, whatever it is, having that anchor and the self-awareness to know to know what what you need and what's important to you, um, is crucial. So I really appreciate that perspective on this whole issue.
0: And, um, how, so you are, this would be, so, um, how long are you, you're about a year into this podcast, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just over a year.
0: Um, so what would you say you have learned? Um, and granted, I think you went into, uh tck podcast with a bit more experience in the tck realm than i did having worked as a tck care coordinator and things like that um but what would you say you have learned about tckness about yourself about others uh through this experience of interviewing all these smart well-adjusted
1: people (laughs) yeah good question good question one thing that has stuck out to me that I was not really expecting, like, you know, I feel like I know a couple of things about the TCK experience and whatnot. Like you said, I've been, I've worked as a TCK care coordinator for a couple of years before starting this podcast. And one of the reasons why I went into podcasting was because I knew that um, there's been some really solid research out there. There have been some really amazing books um, written on the TCK experience and whatnot. And um, unfortunately, I haven't seen that matriculate down to like, meeting uh the people who are going out and like a lot of them i'd be like hey have you read you know third culture kids growing up among the worlds i'm like no didn't know there was a book written on the tck experience and i'm like oh wow okay so we need like more awareness we need different mediums we need more stories of tck's um and a big thing is like <laughs> i hate to say it but like pain um problems issues have driven me to have these conversations and i want to know Where the pain is, where the hurt is, what what the hard parts of being a TCK are, because um, and I've heard this from other people too that when you manage those, you can really maximize on the benefits and all the positive experience, the worldview, community connection, experience, um, greater sense of empathy, different interpersonal abilities that you wouldn't have had if you weren't a TCK. All those benefits are just like um, sort of almost set free, sometimes really enhanced when you can work through the negative stuff, and so. I thought, gee, wouldn't it be great if I could have a podcast, have a bunch of conversations, um, um, do some education for that's accessible to people and have the, one of the results of this podcast be that TCKs um, don't have as hard of a time out there, um, that they don't have to go through all the same hurts and heartaches and experience the same traumas as previous generations of TCKs have. And one of the things that just kind of, caught me by surprise was the more conversations i had about tck's experiences um the more i heard a common theme come up which is you know i'll ask um what would you what would you change about your tck experience you know i've i know you've had relational loss and there's been grief maybe there has been you know trauma at least you know a significant amount of stress what would you change about all that and uh i expect people to say you know Oh, I wish that you know we this had been prevented or that had been prevented or this had been changed. And what people usually say is something along the lines of, "I wish I I wish I'd cried more, you know. I'd wish I'd given my myself permission to grieve, and I wish I'd been present in that moment and um, embraced the sorrow and worked through it instead of avoiding it and pushing it down for all those years." Um, and I think I think I'm a little bit. I think maybe it's brought me to a greater sense of awareness of my own like um fear regarding fear and pain and stuff like that and i don't you know i feel like all emotions are within the human uh to be emotional is to be human let's put it like that to be emotional is to be human and so none of these feelings are bad feelings in and of themselves are not bad they're only an indication of what's going on around you and so i think that like there are a lot of um difficult um components of um the sort of standard if there is a standard TCK experience um but I've learned that um those are not necessarily um demons to be avoided or to be slain. Um it's just um different colors that uh, paint the tapestry of life um and they need to be embraced and um, uh, addressed properly um, and that um, perhaps one of the life's best lived is the life uh, most uh, compassionately embraced. Um, so going into this, I would have said, you know, I want people to experience less pain and sorrow in life. And at this point I'm sort of at the point of saying, I want people to be compassionate with themselves and with others. Um, and so I think that's been, that's been a challenge and a change, but I've really enjoyed um, the process of coming to this place and um, just hearing all the conversations that I've, uh, that I've been honored to be a part of, so.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Thank you for listening to TCK Care the Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Leave me a five star rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform, especially if that's Apple Podcast. And don't forget to check out my Patreon page where you can get involved, get exclusive access, and have lots of fun with me, Stephen Black, creator, and host, and producer of TCK Care the Podcast. See you again next week.